Welcome back, everybody, to a Young Review in Sports podcast, not the YouTube channel. My name is James Irvin. Today, with the first ever guest. Welcome back, John. Hello. No, I'm, I'm honored to be the first guest on the podcast. Honored to be the first guest. I'm honored. All right. So today we are talking about Bucks Rams. If you didn't see our divisional round picks video, which ended horribly for me, don't worry. There's gonna be a video on that later. Actual YouTube video. And if you're listening to us for the first time here and you're not subscribed to the Young Viewing Sports YouTube channel, go subscribe to the Younger Viewing Sports channel. But if you're coming from the Younger Viewing Sports YouTube channel, listen here now. We say that we went too in depth in the Rams Bucks game. We kept arguing. I had to end the video, so I said we would make a podcast together on. This game. Before we go into thoughts and details about it, let's do some stat reading. So Matthew Staff for the Rams, 28 of 38, 366 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 121.2 QB rating, was sacked twice. Cam Akers got the bulk of the carries, uh, 24 48, no touchdowns. Van Jefferson had a rush, 15 yards. Uh, the big fumble there for Cam Akers almost cost the Bucks the game, but. It was Cooper a cup. Cooper Cup fumbled too, but Cam Akers fumbled on the one. Cooper Cup again had nine receptions, 183 yards. A touchdown was dominant. OBJ six for 69. Nice. Tyler Higby four for 51. Jefferson two for 29. Cam Akers had three catches, 20 yards. And then Kendall Barnum had two for 18. And the reason why he gets mentioned, usually I don't mention little stats like that, he had a touchdown pass. Going on now, four fumbles in total for the Rams. Four lost. Four total turnovers, but we aren't even getting started with that. A sack for Aaron Donald, a sack for Von Miller, a sack for Leonard Floyd. Big guys. Uh, Nick Scott picked off Brady in a playoff game, which is huge for him. Matt Gay went three for four on field goals. And now let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 30 of 54, 329 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 72.2 QBR rating for Tom Brady. Uh, Leonard Fournette had the bulk of the carries. So the 14 total carries. One came from Tom Brady. One came from Leonard Fournette. 13 carries, 51 yards. Two touchdowns for big old playoff money, but they were down early, so they couldn't really run the football how they wanted to. Mike Evans, 8 for 119 and a touchdown. Uncoverable, including a 50-yard bomb deep on the supposed best corner in the league, Jalen Ramsey. Rob Gronkowski, four receptions, 85 yards. Leonard Fournette had nine catches, 56 yards. Miller had a big catch there, 19 yards. Um, only one fumble, and that was from Tom Brady. So, you know, not the worst day, but also not the best day. Two total sacks for the Buccaneers coming in the form of Jason Pierre-Paul, half sack, and Dominic Sue half sack, well, had a taunting penalty. And then Vita Vea had himself a sack, but Stafford was, again, hit eight times. Uh, they didn't pick off Stafford, and, of course, Suckup went two for three, so each kicker missing a field goal. That is just the basic box score, and if you're looking at this game, you're thinking, man, it was close all the way through. And not the score being 27 to 3 and almost having a memeable, memeable laugh in the form of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Los Angeles Rams. John? Honestly, when you really do look at the stats, honestly, when you were saying them, I thought we were talking about two different games and how close those stats were. But I mean, the way that the Rams couldn't score at least one touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's just unacceptable in the playoffs. They had 10 total points in the second <laughs> half. The Bucks had 24 points in the second half. The score going into halftime was 20 to 3. They opened up the third quarter. It was 27 to 3. Do you do you do you remember any other score of some big game Tom Brady was in that was kind of like that? It seems like it was like 
one point off. It almost yeah. seems like it was 28 yeah. to three. The difference is Tom Falcons Brady. fans, the Rams, we had Matthew Stafford, and he did it with a huge bomb downfield, setting up field goal range to who, Jonathan? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, maybe the MVP, triple crown winner, and this ended the Bucks' season on that. Here's my problem with this game, and I'll let John speak of his entire thoughts here in a second. I know you're all tired of hearing me. The Rams, this game should have been over by halftime. Fumbles, bad uses of timeouts right there, and clock management not being wary. Now, the Bucks saved all their timeouts. They used it perfectly. Tom Brady's the master of these comebacks, we know. But when you're up 27-3, to you cannot let the GOAT come back from a deficit like that. That's a rhyme. You can't really do that in the playoffs, especially. Because this is when teams expose your flaws. And now you have to go against the divisional rival in the San Francisco 49ers. Coming off a huge win against my Packers, if you didn't see that video. Which I'm sure a lot of you had. I think it's close to 80 views already in the first 24 hours. Big numbers for me, anyways. They're going to beat them. I'm thinking the Niners are going to beat them right now. So, you can't let this happen. Because if you let Tom Brady come back on you, what are you going to let Debo Samuel do? You were up 17. The Rams have a tenure right now to just let teams back in it. They let the 49ers back in the Week 18 game. They're letting teams back in it, and I think ultimately it's going to hurt them in the end. Almost hurt them against Brady if they go to overtime. Whoever gets the ball first right there scores, almost like the Bills-Chiefs game. I think that Tom Brady pulls it out, and he scores, and they come back from 27-3, and Falcon fans can be happy for the rest of their life because... The 28-3 yeah. jokes won't be as bad. It's one point, and they will still be there. Rams do not have the luxury of going through that, or the pain, I should say, of going through that. Jonathan, you're watching this game. What are you thinking? I was watching the game, and honestly, I thought it was over by the end of the second quarter. I thought it was over by the start of the third. Once the Rams got that touchdown, it was 27-3. I'm thinking, Brady's done it once, but I don't know if he can do it with this, with this beat-up of a team. The thing that made me thought it was over at the uh, halftime was when Nick Scott got that interception, and that's when I thought, dang, this is really going to end just like that. There was this weird sequence where the Bucks fumbled, and then Tom Brady fumbled it. Uh, the Rams fumbled it right back with a bad snap to Stafford, and that's when I'm like, they're going to pull this off, aren't they? Yeah, that one really got me. Got the skin tingling. <laughs> You got a little bit nervous there. You're like, oh gosh. Did you think, Please. honestly, think Matthew Stafford could pull this out? It depends on who won the toss. I mean, no, no, no. Like it in overtime when you had that much seconds left. Did you think Matthew Stafford could do that late drive? How he did it? Did you have confidence in your quarterback? I had. I actually did have confidence because the way that he's played in the playoffs, Matthew Stafford was playing well, and he did play well, and I had faith that he really was going to pull it out. Obviously, I was very nervous since it's Matthew Stafford and he was on Detroit Lions for his whole career. And he never really played me. Yeah, that's why I got nervous. So, but I still had that faith in him. But, you know, he pulled it through and I was real glad that he did that for me. So, if you hear Don background, I apologize. The Buccaneers, man, what a weird season this is going to be described for them. This could be Tom Brady's retiring party. This could be Tom Brady's last game. And if, honestly, that's the way he's going to go. That's very sad. I did not think Matthew Stafford had it. I'm going to be honest. I thought Matthew Stafford was going to throw an interception late, either send the game to overtime, or put the Bucks right in field goal range, putting in the hands of Ryan's suck-up-these-nuts. That's what me and my friends call him. Um, so, look, 
What is the offseason hold for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Obviously, there's going to be a mock draft video to make. I still have to make a Raiders mock draft video. Apologies, it's not out yet. I got sick. Sue me. What is the offseason hold? Key free agents like Chris Godwin, who just tore his ACL, and who knows if you have him. You have no idea what you're going to do with Brady. And there's a lot of key pieces on that offensive line that you're missing. Gronk was on a one-year deal. Brady came back on a one-year deal. A lot of one-year deals that you got to figure out. And if Tom Brady, you don't know what Tom Brady's doing, I guess to March 16th, maybe you cut ties. Maybe Brady goes to a third team to where so many thought he wouldn't even leave New England and he would just stay with Belichick forever. He could be moving on to a third team. Now, the rest of them, I think Chris Godwin leaves. I think Gronk stays because Gronk has been open about staying with the Buccaneers. I think he stays. I don't know if Tom. I don't know if he stays. If Tom doesn't. He retired once. If Tom retires, what if Gronk's retired? What if the end of that is near? Then what do you do at the quarterback situation? Because you can't hand the reins off to Kyle Trask. No offense, to Kyle Trask, but Kyle Trask. He play, didn't play that well in Florida. There is a huge name on the market right now, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he's going to stay or go. Honestly, I think he's As a Packers go. fan, wouldn't it be fun? I think there's two teams Rodgers could like eye on just to be petty. The Bucs, he's like, well, Brady did it. I'm going to go win a Super Bowl with the Bucs. Or the Vikings. Favre never won a Super Bowl with it. I'm going to go win a Super Bowl with the Vikings. He will just take the complete career path of Brett Favre and just call it a day. And do better than Favre. I feel like he'll appreciate that. But with the Rams, they're still in it. And, you know, they get to face a team that they could have knocked out. And if the Niners beat them... That is quite an embarrassing loss. The fact that you had a Week 18 game, and if you win that game, and you were up 17-0, and it was the first time ever in Sean McVay's career that he lost when he had a lead at halftime. You win that game, you don't even face the Niners. It's probably Rams-Packers, because we would not lose to Dallas. Because the Dallas would beat the Saints, who Sean Payton just retired. That's a whole yeah, other oh thing. That's a whole separate podcast. We're not losing to Dallas. Dallas beats New Orleans. We don't lose to Dallas. And if the things with the Rams kind of happen the same way as they would have, because they would still ultimately face the Cardinals, they would still ultimately face the Bucks. the Rams are facing the Packers. And that creates quite a civil, sibling rivalry here. So good thing the Packers didn't win. Right after the Rams lost, no offense. Yeah, I'd really have a Packers. But what do you feel, Jonathan, now that the Rams have – Choked two big leads in almost back-to-back weeks. Thank God for the wild card. They didn't choke that. So week 18, wild card, they held it down. And now the divisional round, they've choked big leagues. Thankfully, they pulled this one out of their ass. They couldn't pull the other one. John, what are your thoughts going into it? Honestly, the NFC Championship going up against the Niners, honestly, I'd be more happy if it was Dallas or Green Bay because I feel like we have a better chance or the Niners because for some reason the Niners, like – all of a sudden, just popped out of nowhere, and they're so they're they were such a dangerous six seed. They were everyone knew they were. I mean, but that really, but I mean, the way that they choked the lead. I mean, it was Tom Brady. I mean, what did you really expect? I did not think he was just gonna. Get I didn't think I didn't think this would be his. I didn't think he'd go out that easily. I definitely didn't think it was gonna come down to a game-winning field goal. But no, what are your thoughts about the Rams choking two I mean, big leads? Like, do you trust them to hold a lead? It that's such because they held it against the Cardinals and they're a better team than the Niners. Apparently not. But I don't know. I think the Niners like, are better. On, yeah, 
It's just when you look at it, I don't really trust them, but I want to. I wouldn't trust them either, but Sean McVay has still only lost one game in his career. Those are the immediate reactions to Bucks Rams. This podcast should be coming out Tuesday late at night. The Bucks get a huge upset loss. The Rams win it. My score predictions compared to his have gone down drastically. Let's hope he doesn't mess this up this time. The Rams, Niners in the playoffs is going to be at L.A. Can the Niners turn into Levi Stadium? We shall see. Divisional reactions should be coming out in a YouTube video soon. Whenever you're listening to this, so be on the lookout for that. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go subscribe to that. If you're coming from the YouTube channel, make sure to drop a heart. Follow. Rate the podcast. Let me know what I'm doing right, and let me know what I'm doing wrong. Shorter side of the podcast side. I know I apologize, guys, but this whole podcast was dedicated to the Rams Bucks. So. Rams get a huge win. Was this Tom Brady's final game? I have no idea. You'll just have to wait and see. This offseason's got a load of big, historic quarterback names on the market, and I'm going to be here to cover it all. Thank you for listening. You got it. Thank you for listening.